Alright, let's just pop it off. Y'all know what it is. Back for another round. By the time that everybody hears this, uh, the 4th of July will have passed. And two weekends will have passed. Um, Hopefully, everybody got a chance to check out the intro. If you haven't, go back and check that out. Uh, Also, a mini-sode. Mini-sode. Go check that out. Um, Just a little bit of me ranting. Um, And, you know, it's, it's pretty interesting. I won't even spill the beans, but go back and check it out. Um, This one is going to be a little bit different. You know, I told myself, like, I don't want to do too much talking about myself because I feel like it's more important things going on. Not to say I'm not important, but I think that there's a bigger picture. Uh, A lot of things at stake right now. A lot of emotions, you know, are are high. But um, it's really just the time of the recording this. Um, My birthday, July 7th. Um, Turning 30. And I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm 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 happy. You know, it's it's a milestone. It's it's an amazing thing, but it's always funny, you know, it's it's kind of sad, you know what I mean, when you look back and kind of see where you are now and just man, time really flies. Um you know, you know, you got different friends, different people passing. You know, different people that ain't here to kind of enjoy things with different relationships that you once had that you no longer have. Uh, 30 is a, you know, I feel like it's a turning point. I'm moving in the right direction. My family is good, um, but it's definitely a, you know, a shift. You know what I mean? It's it's just uh, beginning again. So. I'm pretty much going to walk y'all through uh, my life up to now. Um, Just kind of talking about my struggles and what got me here. And hopefully this will be uh, motivational. This will be educational. This will give you some insight to what we're going to do. Because you get to hear my story and you kind of get to hear what I did. Um, For reasons, you know, whatever the case may be. I will blur the lines a little bit. So the stories, you know, I'm kind of just changing bits and pieces of information since this is just early for me to be talking about a lot of this stuff. But I felt it was appropriate. Um, The past weekend, which would be two weekends ago for y'all, my wife, I'm going to throw that out there, um, did a little get together for me. Um, you know, got all my, my people together, you know, my friends from Louisiana, my friend from Atlanta, my people from Arkansas, my homeboy that that I ain't seen in a minute, you know, from, you know, just a lot of great energy, man. It's, it's pretty much one of my most memorable times. It's, uh, it was a hell of a weekend playing dominoes, playing spades, talking shit, cussing. And apparently, your boy got drunk. Now, let me give y'all some information. I don't drink. Like, I'm more like a social drinker. Like, I don't really, you know, do like that. But I wanted to see what it was like. And because I got a pretty high tolerance, but I really wanted to see what it was like. For all you people who haven't gotten drunk and you want to see what it's like, I'm going to tell you right now, don't do it. Don't. It's not fun. You're not going to want to remember it. You're not going to want to hear about it. It's not going to be funny. Um... So, man, seeing everybody here talking about all our old stories, cutting, cracking jokes. My mom here, my sisters is here. You know, it was a it was a dope time. My uncle was here. I had a lot of fun. Cousins was here. A lot of fun. You know, just everybody, man, here just really having fellowship. All of the homies from different walks of life is here intermingling with each other. Something I really never thought I would see. Um, I probably wouldn't have done it for myself, you know, and I, I just really have to give my wife the credit uh, for, for organizing that. Um, so anyway, I'm like, forget it. I'm going to get drunk. I'm at the house. I ain't got to go nowhere. 
Let's go. So I start off drinking vodka. Start off drinking vodka. And then I think I moved to Crown. And then I think I did some more vodka. And then I think I did some rum. Two different vodkas. Might I add different vodkas because we, we killed the first bottle. Then we killed the second bottle. Then we killed the third bottle. Man, we killed everything. But you know what I mean? Everything, we, we killed it. I think I killed it because I was emptying stuff. I'm talking about I'm pouring like, like you know what I mean? A bartender who don't care about his job. I'm pouring all type of stuff. Mixing, whatever. Because I'm just going in. I'm like, let's go. Let's just do it. You know, I figured it was going to hit me. I didn't exactly know when, but I figured it was going to hit me. And even right now, I'm still like, I'm past the little hangover part. And I'll talk about that next before I go back to the beginning of my story. But we playing dominoes, playing spades. We get to the spades and I won a couple games. You know, I got to take some W's in my house. My homeboys is like the kings of dominoes. You know what I'm saying? But I'm the king of everything. So we we going back and forth. We talking crap. Everybody getting into it. Everybody getting a chance to play. Low man got to get up when it come to dominoes. Spades, y'all already know. First hand bid itself. We running 10 hands out the gate. You know, killing. Now, it's getting worse and worse for me because I'm drinking. And I can tell that I'm that everything is starting to kick in. Now, I don't want to hear this stuff about mixing brown and all this other stuff. I don't think it would have made a difference between me mixing all of this stuff and drink and consuming a lot versus me having one thing and consuming just that. I don't think that would have changed my uh what what was the end result. Um I won't do that again because I'd like to remember stuff. I like to enjoy it and, and just the fact that I was gone and I was out was not enjoyable. So let me get back to that part. So I'm doing everything I can. I'm moving around the crib. I get back to the table to finish up cars because we just got through setting my wife and her cousin. Again, I'm drunk, but I'm still playing spades. So the last thing I remember is putting my head down on the table, picking it up. And I don't remember anything after that. I woke up the next day and it was nine o'clock. No idea how I got there, trying to get my thoughts together and figure out what is going on. I don't even remember dreaming. So apparently, and I'm not going to tell y'all the whole story just because I don't want to tell y'all the whole story. Apparently, your boy passed out, cold, gone, dead to the world, wife nervous. Everybody else was like, he good. My homies had to pick me up, carry me, get me to the bed. Wife had to get me situated all that. It was, you know, apparently it was real funny to them because I kept playing spades. So I don't, again, I remember playing spades, setting my wife and her cousin. Then I don't remember anything past that. My wife has videos. They have different little jokes, whatever the case may be. But apparently I kept playing spades. I don't recall this, but apparently I kept playing spades and we ended up winning. So both times I was at the spade table, I won both times. Hilarious. Don't remember any of this. I was talking crazy. I was calling my homeboys the wrong name. I was calling one homeboy the other homeboy name. I was cussing everybody out. And let me add, I had my music going. I'm playing Lil Boosie, Lil Wayne, Jeezy, all of like, you know, 2000s music. Like this is my music. By this time, mostly everybody had left. My mom was gone. My uncle was gone. Two of my homeboys was gone. But we still had about three homeboys left. So anyway, that's the end of that. I don't remember nothing that happened. They told me these different stories. The next day, this hangover, because I've heard about it, but I've never had it. I've been, you know, a little tipsy, but I've never, you know, been, you know, like that. So anyway, I'm thinking it's going to go away within an hour. They telling me, nah, it don't work that way. I didn't have no headache, but I'm, I felt basically I still felt drunk the next day. Like it didn't go away until about four o'clock, but I had to get up and move around. Like I feel real uncomfortable being still. My homeboys thought I was going to sleep till about 1230, but I woke up at nine because naturally, and even nine that's late. Cause I usually wake up earlier than that, but it was a trip. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it was just a trip. And, and you know, um, 
that whole day, I'm still kind of recovering. I'm still kind of talking a little crazy like I'm thinking before I speak because I know I'm a little bit better. And, and because I heard the stories and how I was kind of being yeah, kind of being a little a little rude, even though I didn't say nothing too crazy. I was just, you know, I was kind of saying some stuff that I wouldn't normally say, uh, doing some things that I wouldn't normally do. So, man, that was great, though, to have all these people here to, to celebrate me, um, you know, 30 years is a milestone. Uh, Boosie got a song say, if you make it past 25, nigga, you are OG. And I mean, where I'm from, that's kind of the thing. You know, it's like the expectation coming out of Little Rock, Arkansas is, you know, just I always looked at it as you either going to be dead or in jail. It wasn't really no upside. I didn't have too many success stories of people I knew that were older than me that became doctors or lawyers and all of this stuff. So. Uh, you know, now pretty much we we gonna go back. Um, elementary school. Woo! Elementary school was crazy. Up to the third grade, I was like Mister Popular at my elementary school. I had the best girl in school. I know that sounds crazy. Like he had the prettiest girl. At the time, I had the prettiest girl at the school. I'm just being honest. This was the thing. I ran the school in the third grade. I was always that type of person. My mama told me I was always kind of like a leader, not following nobody, doing my own thing, working on stuff, messing up stuff, getting in stuff, getting out of stuff. That's just what it was. Now, elementary, I was very talkative. Um, we used to have like a red, yellow, and a green card. My car was always red. I went. I had documents every day. When I would come home, and let me tell y'all about how I grew up. So I grew up in the hood, um, all around Southwest Little Rock. That's my stomping ground. That's where my people from. I got people from North Little Rock too. I got people from uh, West Little Rock, people from the East End, whatever the case may be, but Southwest Little Rock. And let me give y'all more perspective. I grew up through gang banging in Little Rock. Um, I grew up through, you know, the the drugs peer pressure the you know uh, poverty to a certain extent my mom did the best she could but it definitely uh wasn't the easiest role so elementary up to the third grade and then i kind of i kind of jumped ahead a little bit so elementary i was that dude but i was always getting in trouble man i remember coming to the apartments one day um getting off the bus coming to the apartments and my mom so this is how dumb I am. My mom saw me and, you know, I'm walking. I They put a document on my shirt, um, a behavior document. So instead of me taking it off while I'm on the bus, because in, in my head, I'm like, I can't take this off. I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to get in trouble. I can't take this off. But as soon as I get off the bus and I see my mom, I said, oh, let me go ahead and take this off. So I try to take it off. While I'm walking and I walk past like these little mailboxes that was in our apartments back in the day. If anybody know what I'm talking like some of if you from Little Rock, you kind of know about these part apartments. So Huntington Apartments, they got a new name now. But at that time, there was Huntington Apartments. So I go past the little mailboxes, try to stuff it in the mailbox. My mama say, what was that? I was like, oh, nothing. She said, go get it. I was like, huh? Go get it. Okay, uh, so I go to go get it, and anyway, fast forward, I got an ass whooping, you know what I mean, because it wasn't even because of the documents, it was because I tried to hide it, it was just dumb, it was just the dumbest shit, but I was a kid, and I really didn't know any better, I got a lot of whoopings when I was younger, I was pretty bad, like, and I don't mean bad as far as, like, getting into a lot of stuff, like, having a gun and, and having drugs on me when I was seven or eight, um, stuff like that, but I, I'm talking about bad as far as like it just I was just mischievous. Um, so anyway, that's up to the third grade. You know, I, I was pretty much at one school from Head Start, so we moved from one area. I moved about ten times before I graduated high school. Mind you, I lived with my grandma a few times. Me and my my everybody, my folks, we was with my grandma. So anyway, um. And I grew up with, with everything, man. You know, again, I'm just going to put it all out there because, you know, I don't like telling no tales. And I think it's important for people to know where people 
come from and people being honest because a lot of times people see the finished product but they don't know what it took to get there so we had food stamps we had housing we had all the government assistance my mama did the best she could but she was a single parent at this time my mom and dad were separated they separated probably around when i was six maybe five six or seven you know just for differences my my dad was a rolling stone my family is a you know was a bunch of players you know what i mean to be honest like it wasn't a lot of marriages if it was marriage it was you know it was a divorce so i grew up in a single parent household my mother raised me i was a single child for 10 years i got a sister i do have a younger sister uh by my dad she has a different mom and she was born i think in 91 but again, she was at a different house than I was. Now, loved each other. Ain't no stepsister. We got the same blood. This is my sister. Um, very close to this day. I mean, she was my she was my only sibling up until uh, 1997 when, when I got my next sister by my mother. Different dad. So anyway, um, back to elementary. I'm pretty much an only child. So when it comes to my house, I can kind of do whatever I want. My 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 step pops was was gang banging. He was in the street. I was around different elements, in, you know, including drugs. I was around a lot of stuff growing up. But I pretty much stayed away from it because I don't I didn't let nobody influence me. Like I could have I was a part of a gang, but I wasn't a part of a gang. I was kind of just born into it because of my pops. And then my folks was already gangbanging. So it's like you got folks, you got bloods, you got crips. I remember walking in elementary and we had vice lords. Vice lords, you know, a lot of stuff happened to the vice lords, but I ain't going to go into that. But And you got the insane vice lords. But I remember walking down the street and you would see one gang on one side of the street, one gang on the other side of the street. This was walking back from from school. And you had to get through all that type of stuff. I was always on my own island. I didn't let nobody influence me. AJ did what AJ wanted to do when he wanted to do it. So anyway, um, like I said, I'm doing what I want to do. Uh, you know, I, I'm kind of on my own thing. I kind of, I'm out. I get to run the streets or whatever. I ain't got to be, I ain't had no curfew, nor did I have any allowance or anything. I'm just kind of, you know being a kid again my mom was working most of the time if i wasn't with my mom i was with my grandmother or whatever my grandmother was older so we was out we was in the street i was running around with older people i grew up around older people i always felt like i had to be the older kid because i didn't know how to be a kid now i got toys and different things but um i always felt like i had responsibilities because i didn't like how we were living and when i say man Roaches, rats, mice, spiders. I didn't, man, I didn't been through it all. You know what I mean? Being scared to sleep. I used to move my bed away from the wall because I didn't want nothing to crawl on me. I had homeboys that they had roaches and roaches crawled in one of their ears and they laid eggs. They had to go to the hospital. And I was like, I ain't never going to let that happen to me. But it was also good times, man, because I had girlfriends. You know, I never really got the girls that I liked, but this was past third grade now. So this we passed third grade. We, we actually are at a different elementary school at this point. We in a different part of Southwest because I had moved around Southwest a lot. But everybody know me wherever, you know, where I'm from, or whatever, like wherever I was, people knew who I was. So anyway, I used to move my bed away from the wall because I didn't want nothing to call on me. But the good times, like I said, you know, you, you still had the girls, you know, you, you had different girls here and i remember one girl I, I dated her name was renisha i don't know where renisha is today but i think i saw her one time on facebook some years ago but i don't know if that was her because i couldn't remember her last name we were boyfriend and girlfriend for one day next day she broke up with me oh man i was like what what happened blah 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 this was kind of the beginning of you know my my new era you know just just a whole different environment um i made some white friends along the way and i actually lived in two different neighborhoods and whew, i got into a lot of fights during this time man there, there were neighborhood bullies and people who thought they were the baddest people in town and i had to go i got into a lot of fights and i won i didn't get my ass whooped in the street because man if you got your ass whooped 
that was just bad. My mom said, if you lose, you're going to have to go out there and keep fighting till you win. And uh, so I just made it a point not to lose. I didn't have to call nobody in. I didn't have to jump nobody. I didn't have to pull up with, with my family and, and no guns or nothing like that. But um, we got all that situated. So also during this time, again, just involved with gangs, my house got shot up. You know what I mean? Like that was that was crazy. My mom telling us go hide in the closets and stuff like this. Like you know, uh, and by this time, my little sister she she was here. My other sister that that was born in ninety seven, she was here. So anyway, that was a crazy time. But I also remember uh, you could fry egg on the street like it used to be so bad. We used to have possums. And when I say fried egg on the street, it used to be so hot. I remember seeing tornadoes come down the street. Um, I remember hanging out before my mom met my step-pop. He actually lived a couple houses down from us. We were staying with my grandma at the time. Um, we had a trampoline in the back, little pool in the back. I'm talking about one of them little pools is that... Can't nobody fit in, but everybody trying to fit into it. You know, everybody was like 10 years older than me, like my uncles and stuff. So I'm in there trying to be in the pool with, with everybody, with them dudes, with females. And it's just like I'm the little bitty dude or whatever. So that didn't always work out. So elementary was was fun, but it was also not fun. So going into, uh, you know, a little bit more past, you know, that when I get to this new school, I'm kind of, I went from being the number one guy to being the bottom guy. I mean, I just couldn't get a break. Now, I was always smart. Again, I was just bad, but I was always smart. So, dealing with girls at this time was frustrating. I remember when I first got there, we actually took over the school. I took over the playground. No girls allowed. Woo, woo. No girls allowed. Woo. We was pushing girls off the slide, pushing them off the playground. We took over the playground, and I was the ringleader. It was a great day. Then we had to come in, recess was over. But the girls was pissed, and I don't know if they remember that, but I went from being Mr. Popular first through third grade. I also went to Head Start. I was in the newspaper back when I was in Head Start. That's before you actually go to first grade. But, again, I was in the newspaper because it was like, hey, this little kid on the sisters and let's take a picture and that was that was pretty interesting anytime i look at that picture so fast forward third through i want to say eighth grade i was pretty much the the ugly guy now the guys knew me uh i was still in the hood i was still in the street but everybody didn't necessarily know my business you know i only hung out with certain couple of guys but everybody didn't know my business so i was kind of just like a lone wolf uh, you know, from third through eighth grade, still trying to make my way, still trying to pull certain girls. But at this time, I lost all my confidence. You know, I mean, my confidence went down to zero. Um, And pretty much I was just chilling. You know, if I wasn't out in the street and I wasn't hanging out with the homies, I was just kind of, you know, chilling. So um, I remember doing the little valentine's thing and in the fourth fifth grade and and you drop them off and you uh you fill everybody bags up and you know you give that one girl that real special valentine's gift or you do you like do you want to go with me yes no maybe blah 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 i got a lot of no's i don't even think i got no maybes i i think i got a lot of no's i didn't get some stuff until i got a little bit older but that was just a rough time I'm talking about that. And I know some of y'all going to be like, yo, what's going on with this dude? This is some corny shit. But I come from a lot of walks of life. You know, I can understand the gangbanger shit. I can understand the drug shit. But I can also understand just being a kid and growing up and not really being where you want to be as far as your social status. But I never made a big fuss about it. You know what I mean? I, I just kind of kept living my life. You know, I did the best of what I had. My mom, like I said, she was working all the time. All the time. That's all I remember. I got to thank God for my mother because she did so much. And she didn't really do as much for herself. You know, and it's like I, you know, uh, 
I want to make sure that she gets to enjoy some of her best days because, you know, essentially she had to take care of me and my sisters. So she couldn't do everything that she wanted to do. Now she still had fun. But most of her money, I apologize for young, most of her money, you know, went to us. So anyway, now I'm in junior high. And junior high, I'm still with some of these people that was at elementary school with me because everybody kind of, if you was from Southwest, everybody kind of went to the same school. You went from, you know, Cloverdale, you went from Baseline or Chico or Cloverdale or Watson. Then you went to, you know, Cloverdale Junior High or you went to, you know, Dunbar or you went to, you know, uh, you know, uh, Forest Hill. You know, you went to some other, you know, high, you know, junior high or whatever. Um, so I went to Cloverdale Junior High because I wanted to stay around all of these people. All I, I know everybody from the hood, so I got to stay around my people. So I go to Cloverdale Junior High. Now, this time is different because I'm a little bit older, a little bit wiser, but still not Mr. Popular. My other homeboys, they was kind of the pretty boys. They was a little bit more popular than me or whatever. So Junior High, I played football. We actually won a championship back-to-back. Won championship Two years in a row, we was the best, you know, little team. I played defensive end, but I was kind of dumb because I didn't really care about football. I just did it because my step-pop wanted me to do it. I remember being in the front yard with my step-pop, and he was trying to teach me tackling. And now I'm in junior high. This is a grown man, also a gang member. We out here playing one-on-one football. He got the ball. I'm going up for the tackle. This dude jumped over a table into me, like beast mode. Like, literally, I'm running towards him. He trying to do some juking. He ended up having to jump over a table, jumped into me, knocked me on my ass. I was pissed. I was hurt. That hurt my life. He picked me up, told me to get my ass up. And I... I wasn't mad at him. I was just hurt that he did it. I was, I was like, oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> but he was always trying to, you know, toughen me up. And again, it wasn't that I wasn't a tough kid. It was, again, it was, I made a choice to kind of stay out of just getting too involved with shit. I was always around, but when niggas was trying to go on missions or when niggas was going from being, y, you know, trying to get their YG status or trying to get their OG status and people was doing whatever, I wasn't doing all that. When I was younger, somebody killed the piece of man. Like, it was just, like, a whole bunch of murders and stuff. Again, Little Rock was the murder capital. And I knew some of these people back then. And it was just, like, it was a lot of dumb stuff, man. And a lot of people lost their lives. A lot of people went to jail about all that type of stuff, man. It it didn't even make no sense. But I lived in a, you know, again, I lived in a few different areas. So junior high was interesting. I had a teacher tell me that I would never go to college. Uh, because my handwriting was so bad. I didn't have the best handwriting. But my work was always good. I knew my work, my handwriting, it's ugly. Everybody say, you know, even till this day, everybody say I got that doctor's handwriting. I'm like, I don't give a fuck what type of handwriting I got. As long as I get that check, fuck what y'all heard. You know, like, as long as that check is right, I'm going to write and do that however I want to do it. So junior high was fun, but that kind of went by in a blur. Now, at this point... I really don't have no role models. I don't have nobody I'm really looking up to. Like, I really didn't have a plan to go to college or do anything with my life. I didn't even want to be Michael Jordan. I was just, I just wanted to be popular. I just wanted to get females. I really wanted to be like my uncle, who was kind of the player. But then I kind of grew out of that in junior high. And I told myself I wanted to be like my other uncle. And my other uncle, he did go to college, but he left. You know, he had been gone for a long time, but... He actually, you know, did something with himself. Most of my family don't got degrees, especially on my mom's side. Now, on my dad's side, a lot of people with degrees doing doing real good right now. A lot of people, but they came from the same background I came from. They used to be sleeping when they was kids, and they knew what type of gun it was by the amount of shots or by what type of shots, the different sounds. Like, they used to be 9, 10 in a, in a house, you know what I'm saying? My, even going back to my grandma and them, you know, just like they was, it was nine, what, eight, nine of them or whatever, boys and girls, they was all in the house together. But then the next generation, they was all in the house together. And so everybody over there kind of came up out of there. Now, 
I was, again, I was smart, but I was in the middle of all of this shit being in Southwest. I wasn't removed from this. I didn't have no silver spoon. My mama couldn't afford everything. She Again, she did the best she could. So in junior high, I started looking at my uncle. I was like, man, I want to be like him. I want to go to college. Now, still, I really don't know how that's going to work. You know, I don't know necessarily know how, how I'm going to get there. My mom can't afford nothing. I can't pay for school. Like, what chances do I got to even go to college? So I get out of junior high. Oh, let me not forget. Upward Bound. So in eighth grade, I started this Upward Bound program. I really didn't go in eighth grade. I kind of started going the summer before ninth grade because my mama didn't get the paperwork done. Now, Upward Bound is a program. Uh, pretty much, I think you have to look it up. I don't know exactly the naming and, you know, like what the meaning of the program is, but essentially it's like a preparatory for the next grade and you go to a summer program and you go during a school program and they actually help you. You get stipend checks, you live, you, uh, you stay on a campus during the summer. Um, you learn a lot of things. They have all of these different classes, but it's really like a preparatory type of thing. Like you get into this program and they prep you. And so by the time you actually get to the grade you're supposed to be in, you're already ahead because you've been working on this stuff all summer. So I go to Overbound, meet one of my best friends for life, still having problems with girls at this time, but I'm getting a little bit better. I'm getting a little bit more confident. Overbound was a wild time, had a lot of wild nights and we would go on trips every summer. We went to uh, Alabama, we went to Atlanta, we went to New Orleans. And when I say the kids was wildin', like when I say, I don't know if y'all remember that show, uh, uh, Girls Gone Wild. We had an upward bound Girls Gone Wild and I got some tapes. Lord, I got some tapes. But anyway, um, upward bound was a trip, but it really helped you mature. Like if you took advantage of it it really helped you mature but at the same time my confidence was not the best so i didn't always get the girls that i was looking for so moving forward i just had to talk about that a little bit and i kind of wrap back around because i'm appreciative for what happened you know through the overbound program but i'm kind of glad because i died some bullets it was a lot of girls that didn't necessarily turn out and that's kind of the story of my life a lot of the people that i was attracted to you see everybody now and you see where i am now and it's kind of like whoo like, I actually ended up, you know, turning out a little bit better than most, you know, and I'm thankful. I got to thank God for that. I'm a God-fearing person, and I really got to thank God for that. So, Upward Bound was dope. It's a great program. Oprah's in this program. Um, put your kids in something. Get them out of the street. My mom was great at that. She had me in an art program when I was younger. I was in a gymnastics program. I knew how to flip. And when I talk about flip, I'm talking about, like, I ain't talking about no tights or nothing like that. We just flipped in the hood. We did front flips. We used to pop wheelies on the bikes. We used to jump over ramps. We used to break in the house. We used to do a whole bunch of stuff when I was younger. And my mom put me in the programs to keep me out of the street. Because if you in the street, you're going to get caught up. So she kept me out of the street by putting me in the stuff. But I wanted to go to stuff, man. And going to things actually allowed me to grow, to develop. So... Overbound. Now I'm in Overbound, but again, I'm going to high school. High school was like my turning point. Literally, like changed my life. So again, everybody from my junior high going to the same high school. Now, a few people went to different places, but everybody kind of came to this same high school. Now, at this high school, this bloods was heavy. Sue Woo, you know, you I mean, a lot of bloods. Our town kind of turned into a blood town. The folks was kind of chilling. Crips was still out there, but this was a blood town, heavy. So anytime you got any issues, that's kind of who you was running into or whatever. So, But I was cool with everybody. I did have my little run-ins here and there, but I was kind of cool with everybody. So I get to high school. Now, high school, I'm killing. I got 10 girls in ninth grade. And I'm doing whatever I'm doing and, you know, this, that, and the third. And I used to be getting people mixed up when I was talking on the phone with them. I didn't know who was who. I didn't know who had a brother who didn't have a brother. I didn't know what girl name was this and what girl name was that. But ninth grade, I was not really, again, still not thinking about college. So I didn't take my classwork seriously. I did enough to get by because I'm like, I ain't going nowhere. I'm going to be here. I'm going to die here. You know, that's what it is. Like, Literally, you know, when that whole live by the gun, die by the gun, like when you watch the movies, 
um, like a, a, a South Central Minister Society, Boys in the Hood, Higher Learning. Even Friday, man, shit was really like that. That shit wasn't just on the movies. Like, you had to be careful of people driving down your street too slow with their lights off. You had to be looking out for the older niggas that was hating on the young niggas because we fought older dudes. Like, that shit wasn't ever no problem. We we would fight older dudes. Like, don't, you know, we, we wasn't really in the hood, like, playing like that. Like, it was serious. Even though I wasn't in no gang, I was affiliated. I've been affiliated my whole life. I'm affiliated to this day. I got love for them, but, you know, everybody ain't living that life. People that grew up, it is what it is. You know, uh, it's crazy, but I could have died so many times, but somehow I made it. And before I get back to high school, I would have these different instances where people would come and talk to me. Just randomly off the street, and they would tell me that God has put something on your life. And there's a reason for you being here. And I would always be like, man, what is these old weird people talking about? I had a few instances where people would just come up to me talking to me about the Bible. And I'm like, yo, what's. But as I got older, it was like a revelation. You know what I mean? It was just like certain things manifesting. And again, it just told me more about my calling. And I'll get to that once I get to college, because that's where I figured out my calling was. My calling was to help people. But high school was fun. Played sports, got into a lot of programs, FBLA, TOT, SECME, which was science, uh, engineering, mathematics, all that type of stuff. Uh, I actually graduated. Well, I was supposed to graduate from the engineering academy, but I missed a class that I couldn't take. So I didn't get my tassels. Even though I graduated with over, uh, I think you needed only like 24, 25 credits to graduate. I graduated with like 34 credits. I took all AP classes, uh, 11 and 12th grade or whatever, like, and, and 10th grade. Made 4.0 and all this other stuff. I really got my grades up. 10th, 9th grade, I was fucking around. I got C's or whatever. I really didn't care. Really wasn't thinking about it. But 9th grade, I said, I can't be here. Something got to change. I got to get the fuck up out of here. So, I then um start doing better start paying more attention now i'm still messing around with girls but at this time i pretty much said f every girl at my school i started talking to girls that didn't go to my school because it was always some funny type of shit with girls at my school so i started talking to girls that didn't go to my school i was pretty much quiet in high school except when i got around the guys when i got around the guys and when we got to the lunchroom I was cool with everybody. I could go sit at anybody's table, the cool table, the girls table, the nerd table, the, the hood niggas, the gang banging table, the, the table by whatever it was. And if I sat at the table by myself, everybody kind of came around me. A lot of people knew me because I was a cool dude, but I was also bad as a motherfucker. I was still getting into trouble. I was still fighting. I was still like when it came to me and my clique and the people I rode with. I was the first one to pop some off. I was the first one to hit a lick. I was the first one to do this, then the third, because I didn't like waiting. It was like, nigga, we're going to do it or we ain't going to do it. What's up? Boom. Let's do it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just going in at that time. Still, my mom don't know about none of this. To this day, she still don't know about a lot of stuff I did. But I was everywhere. I was the kid that was making A's in school. Uh, and I never listened to my teachers, even from elementary all the way up through high school, because I always felt like only my mom can tell me what to do. As long as I'm making good grades, y'all can't tell me nothing, which is a terrible attitude. And I was really rude to a lot of my teachers. But I was a smart kid, like literally, like I was a really smart kid. So my work was always A1 other than ninth grade because, again, ninth grade, I just didn't care about school. So 10th, 11th, 12th grade, got my grades together, flipped everything around, 4.0s. Well, I think I had a 3.0 in 10th grade, but I had 4.0, 11th, 12th grade to get out of there. Moved, moved up in the ranking, graduated where I need, you know, where I wanted to graduate. I got scholarships in Arkansas. I got scholarships outside of Arkansas. Um, but before I get through with high school, um, I had an instance where this is what kind of got me out of the street stuff. So I think it was 11th or 12th grade, and I got caught up in some stuff. Um, and actually, I probably need to kind of edit that out. But anyway, I got caught up in some bad stuff, you know what I mean? Doing some stuff, and, and I really regret it, you know, how, how everything went down. I was just being a hothead, being dumb. But everything kind of cooled off because, again, once my family got involved, 
you know, everybody know who my family is. So everybody kind of calmed down at that point. But I told myself, I said, man, if it don't get you no grades and if it don't get you no girls and if it don't get you no money, it ain't worth it. And I was just done at that point. I was like, I had already stopped getting in trouble. Like I stopped getting in trouble at school. I was just getting doing stuff out in the street, but I never got arrested. I ran from the police. I got away from the police, different little situations here and there, but I pretty much stayed out of trouble. So my mom didn't know about none of this stuff because I came home at night. I didn't smell like weed. I didn't do drugs. I didn't drink. I drank a little bit here and there, but that was really just because it was like my older cousins was trying to get me to drink and smoke. And I did that shit like in elementary or whatever, but I didn't do it for long. I did it. I stopped. I was like, ah, that shit whack, whatever. I ain't do that shit. So now, um, I graduate McClellan and we going to basically jump into college. So, um, college, I'm really the man when I get to college, I'm in Louisiana. I'm at the school that I picked. I had several different schools I could have went to. I could have went to Howard University. I really wish I would have. I got accepted. Uh, I, you know, I wrote a letter to the school and, you know, did these different things, but they didn't give me a scholarship. And Howard is not cheap, especially for out-of-state students. So I ended up not going to Howard. I went to another HBCU. HBCU, Historically Black College and or University. So I went to HBCU that was in Louisiana, and I'm from Little Rock. But at this time, my confidence is at an all-time high. Like, because by the time I got out of high school, I said, F it. I remember going around, getting everybody to sign my yearbook, all these girls telling me they liked me, and I was just too quiet, and they wished they could have. And I was just like, look at this bullshit. Like, now now y'all want to show me some love. Like, I, I pretty much gave up on the girls in my school. I was like, but... I gave up on them and was dating some of the baddest chicks from other schools. It was always getting back to my school that I was dating some bad chick at another school. And I would, I was dating a bad chick, baddest chick, excuse me, at somebody else's school. You know what I mean? Because that's just how it was. At, at McClellan, it was a lot of, you know, popular, you know, things going on. And I didn't never care about being popular. I was known. Everybody knew me, but I never cared about that shit. Like, I was just me. Like, I was going to be cool with everybody. I wasn't finna sit here and not be cool with the nerds just to be cool with the popular people. I wasn't just finna be sitting here with the gang-banging people and not messing around with my football people. No, I was cool with everybody. I even got different names. You know, I got my respect. I went from being, you know, I got my respect. You know, let, let's just leave it at that. So I get to college. I'm coming there with all of this little rock. Swag. I'm talking about wearing tall tees and pajamas to college. Tall tees and pajamas almost every day for like the first month. Don't ask me how I did it, but I just went up there like, man, I don't give a fuck. And I was pulling. I used to have a book of all these different numbers and names, you know, like all these girls. Because I didn't care about meeting no dudes, but I met one of my best friends, another best friend. There, uh, you know, at college, still a friend to this day. He was actually kicking with me this weekend. So anyway, I meet that that homie there. College was a was a great time. It was a lot of learning. Um, I jumped right into my major, computer science. I'm doing good, but I'm really not focused because I'm thinking about what's going on at home. So my mom is still not doing the best. Plus, now I got a sister. My remember my sister. I told you I was born in ninety one. She got a lot of stuff going on with her mom. My dad is kind of, um, you know, I ain't going to talk about this too much, but uh, my dad passed. Uh, my dad passed in 2004. Um, and so, like I say, he, he wasn't around. You know what I mean? Love my dad to death. Miss him. Never thought I would see life without him, but... Um, you know, it, it happened. And I mean, that, that hit me really hard. But something I learned from one of my friends in high school, um, he told me that, you know, just about him and losing his grandmother, who he was really close to, that she would want him to keep living as if she was still here because she was looking down on him. And that's something that stuck with me is that my dad would have wanted me to keep doing right. And I know that he looking down on me. He, you know, watching out for me. But at this time, again, I'm in college. And different things is going on with my sister and her mom. My dad is not here. And, and I'm really like thinking about what's going on in Arkansas. Because at this time, even though gangbanging and Little Rock didn't die down, Little Rock is still bad. Little Rock is, is still stuff going on. Little Rock is still dying. 
different people I know died in high school. People I know uh, died in junior high. I know a kid, you know, one of my friends from when I was, like I said, first through third grade before I went to a different uh, elementary school got killed because the dad didn't leave the, didn't lock the gun up. The brother got a hold of the gun. The gun went off, went through the wall, shot him and killed him. That was the first time I really learned about death. You know what I mean? Was was that happening? And then it was happening like every year. I mean, for about 10 years straight, I had somebody close to my family pass. Um, that was really tough. So anyway, I went through a lot of things. I'm, I'm trying to keep this condi- you know, consolidated, but man, I, I didn't seen it all. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't seen it all. Like, I didn't, man, dealt with a lot of different stuff and just some hot situations. I didn't busted up in some places and beat up some people and and ran away from some stuff like man you know just just living um so anyway i get to college and stuff is going on back in little rock but i'm still kind of you know doing whatever i need to do trying to make sure my tuition is good me and my homeboy ended up moving off campus a few times uh you know moved to you know from one little bitty like uh, they had this place around the campus. They they was like a a motel, but they turned it into like a place you could rent or whatever. Like where it was just like apartments for the college students because this town was fairly small. So anyway, then we moved to like a fourplex, which it was basically duplexes, but they were set up. It was four of them in a row. So now I got a backyard. I got a front yard. We kicking it. We got stuff going on there. But on campus, we was like. Some of the biggest names on the yard. We used to do all kind of funny stuff, cracking people up. We used to sit outside of uh, the computer science uh, department, and we would just randomly talk to females. And we we talk, we would be like, "Hey, we just gonna tell everybody good morning, good day, how you doing? You beautiful," because we realized that it's crazy how many people go around, kind of like what happened in that movie Crash, like. Everybody living their own life and nobody really sees anybody else until they crash into each other. So we realized that, man, I can only imagine how many people go through their day. Nobody speaks to them. Nobody say hi. They don't speak. So we would periodically kind of do these things to really just kind of like social engagement and really just for, um, you know, just just our, our thinking of doing like some random sampling and doing surveys and things like this. So so we we had a really good time. I used to get in trouble because I would stand. I never did nobody stand in front of the girls dorm, because if you stood in front of the girls dorm, you was more most likely to see some girl you was messing with. Whenever I was in front of the girls dorm, I would see four or five girls I was talking to going into the dorms and I would have to tell them to chill out. Because like, hey, don't be, you know, everybody knew what it was. No, I did not cheat. I didn't play no games and nothing like that. And and along the way, I really haven't told y'all, I did have girlfriends growing up, you know, here and there. But, you know, and I think I, I found my first love when I was in high school and we broke up and some stuff happened. And, I, you know, I was at her house and her dad called us. And I ain't going to get into all of that. But anyway, I, I had different girls throughout my life here and there. So. Standing out in front of the girls' dorm was pretty much a no-no. I actually got caught up one day because I was, you know, one girl I was mess, you know, talking to at the time. Everybody knew about each other because I didn't play no games like that. And again, nobody was my girlfriend. I was just dating. When I had a girlfriend, I was locked down. At this time, no girlfriend. So literally, girls would just keep walking past. One of them end up stopping, and I was like, "Yo, what is you doing?" And I'm like chill man like going on like give me the book going on whatever because we would borrow books from each other obviously so that was the end of that i, I kind of got away from that situation i was trying to hurry up and finish this conversation with this one girl because i knew it was just gonna get worse the longer i stood out in front of this dorm uh that was a funny situation another funny situation nobody on campus knew i had a car i didn't want girls to like me because i had a car but i had a car my whole freshman year nobody knew I was living off campus. Nobody knew because I always said I want somebody to like me for me. I'm not going to go in. And when I was on Black Planet and Magenta and MySpace back in high school and I didn't tell y'all about them days, I used to have a list of things that I wanted a girl to, to like me about. And I actually started this back in junior high. So anyway, I get to college. I don't want nobody to know this stuff, man, because I really want people to like me for me. 
Because that's going to tell me if you if you real or not. Like, that's going to tell me if you fuck with me or not. So, uh, one day I happened to, you know, this this one chick I liked. I took her to go get some groceries or whatever. You know, she did know I had, you know, I told her I had a car or whatever. So, again, I pull up in front of the girl's dorm. Now, this is dumb. So, I pull up in front of the girl's dorm in my car that nobody knows about. I got my tinted windows and everything. I got the windows down. We sitting in the car talking. Cause I'm about to drop her off. She finna go take the groceries and the thing. I'm trying to see if she need help. How about another chick I'm talking to come hop in the car? Didn't even know I had a car. This girl hopped into the fucking back seat. The girl in the front seat looked at me. I say, yo. Okay, so we didn't. We had to go through this whole conversation. I had to get out the car and I was like, come on, like you, you tripping right now? You know what I'm saying? Like don't. So I get her out the car and I tell her other girl, you know, I apologize. She was like, don't worry about it. She was like, I already know. Woo! That just made her even cooler because she said that. So she said that. I'm like, all right, we good. Let's go. Um, so I get out of that situation. So college was fun. I played dominoes. I played spades. I shot dice. We pulled cards for money. College was a good time. Also, Got to work with the Upper Brown program there. Also got to work with the president there. The president, the vice president was a woman who told me something that I'll never forget. She said, AJ, if you want to get things done, go through the chain of command. She said, you can't always come to me with these different issues. You you want to go through and make sure you do your checks and balances. It's only appropriate. And that was a learning lesson because it helped me out even to this day, making sure that I had my receipts as everybody likes to say now because this helped me to interact more with my computer science department it helped me to interact with more with my teachers outside of my computer science department it helped me go through the right chains to make sure things were taken care of before i reached out to her now she was great very influential always helpful she was an aka she was actually a part of a grad chapter so grad chapter all that means is that she didn't pledge while she was in uh, like, like, uh, while she was, um, what, what is it called? Um, uh, getting her bachelor's like a, I can't think of the right word right now, but she didn't do it. Like basically while she was getting her bachelor's, she did it after she graduated with a grad chapter. And, you know, she was a paper, uh, pledge, but I mean, she was one of the coolest ones. Everybody knew her. I don't think people really cared that she was a paper pledge, but she was an AKA, um, really helped me out a lot. And I did work, you know, I did work study when I got to college because at this point I got a scholarship, uh, academic scholarship, actually. And I'm trying to keep my scholarship. But again, stuff going on in Little Rock. So during this time, um, I get to a point where I'm really sitting here trying to figure out, man, what is my purpose? Um, I don't know how it came about, but I just remember having a conversation with somebody. I, uh, I pledged, like tried to pledge capital, but they stopped the line or whatever. Got into it with some dudes from New Orleans, ended up calling my folks. It was about to be a big thing, but that got squashed. I used to be the dude, when I came out, I didn't care who you was, man. This was after Katrina hit. This was that year. I went to college the year Katrina hit. And, you know, New Orleans dudes was, was wild, man. There was a lot of people that came to school that wasn't there for school. They was just there to sell drugs and get in trouble. I remember seeing a drive-by broad just walking around. Like, they was walking around just shooting. I'm looking out the window. Like, it was crazy. I left Arkansas to get away from all this old crazy shit. And I get to this school, and I'm like, yo, what the... F-? Like, this is the same type of shit I was dealing with. We had outages of where the water was out. Our elevators used to be out. I lived in these old shitty dorms before I moved up to the new dorms, before I moved off campus. And the, and the, and I was on the seventh floor, and the elevators was out. I mean, it was all kind of craziness. And then there were the nights where the girls would go on the runs. Like, basically, there was a certain time of night where the lights were cut off. We did not have visitation. Visitation just means that girls can have guys in their dorm. Guys can have girls in their dorm. Our campus didn't have visitation because the year before I got there, they revoked visitation because motherfuckers got in trouble. So, at a certain time, whew, it was like the running of the bulls. When them lights went off, everybody was shooting into them dorms. Shooting into the dorms. I, I had me some wild and great. I'm not going to edit that out. I ain't going to edit that out. So, yeah, I ain't going to say it again, but I had some some wild nights uh, there. Oh, man. Anyway. So after that, um, 
So not not after that, but back to the main thing is all while all these different things are going on and I'm having a great time. I even hit up some, you know, some clubs, going to the strip clubs for the first time and just really, you know, having a full college life. But I was also working. Again, I I, I was working and going to school full time. Um, but I really sat down one day and it just hit me like an epiphany. It was like my purpose is to help people by using my voice. And eventually using money, you know what I mean? Using all of the above. My purpose on this earth is to help people. And so that's what I did. Uh, like not and so that's what I did, but I really started plotting a way to be doing stuff like that. Uh, to, to be able to help people. I would... I started like talking to my friends there, like different situations they were in. I helped them get to a good point. I helped certain people graduate from college. You know what I mean? Because I really put a focus onto it. So post-college, a lot of stuff happened. Um, but I always pick myself back up. Anytime I fell down, I picked myself back up. I went through a lot of trials and tribulations. I mean, at one point back to sleeping on my mom's couch trying to figure out what am I going to do? Because I can't be here. Um, going through all these different jobs, even though I got my education and I got work history because, again, I didn't, you know, I kind of mentioned it, but I worked in junior high and high school. Like, I got experience as well as the fact that I went to college for computer science. So, I get back to Arkansas. I'm going through all these different things. My car breaks down. Just a whole bunch of stuff happened. I mean, I went through a real bad time for about six months. But I got back up on my feet, and literally, I've been building ever since then. I, I always say this. I didn't been to the bottom. So now I'm looking forward to when I get to the top. I have been, I mean, no car, no phone, no girl, no job, no nothing. You know what I mean? I had somewhere to stay. That was it. And I said, that's the bottom of the bottom. And so I always know I can start over. It's like once I started over from that, I know where I can go from here because I, I have no fear of the bottom. <laughs> I've been there before. Do I want to go back? Hell no, nah, but I've been there before. So now it's pretty much working and and getting everything together as far as my life is concerned. So I meet my wife. Me and my wife have been married uh, eight years now. We actually just had our anniversary in June. Um, so we've been married eight years pretty much. I got married not too long after college. So I didn't really get to live my life. I didn't get to experience all these different things. But <sighs> the wife part, y'all may hear another time. But I'm just going to wrap up post-college. Post-college. I bust my ass. People can't tell me about why they can't do something, why they can't get something done. The reason why I am where I am today is hard work. Yes, I'm smart, but I'm not smarter than anybody else. I'm no different than nobody else. And this is my main message for this conversation is that, look, y'all heard all these stories. Y'all got, got to know me a little bit better. Y'all can see my pitfalls. Y'all can hear the bad stuff. Y'all could probably say, man, how is this dude still standing at 30? How did this guy live past 25? How did he live past 18? Hell, how did he get past seven being out in the street, you know, being affiliated? Um, it's really up to you. I don't care what your background is. Don't let everybody else dictate what you can become, what you can do. Somebody setting your limit. Don't sit here and look at other people and say, oh, they're smarter than me. Ain't, ain't nobody smarter than you. I'm not the smartest person in the world. I can relate to a lot of people's different experiences that they had. And I still came out of that shit. It's either stuff can either bring you up or shit can take you down. Like I said uh, in the intro, I chose to take all of these different life experiences and allow it to bring me up to this place where I am today to be a better man. To be a better husband, to be a better son, to be a better father. Um, I only have one child, um, my daughter. Um, to get to where I am today, man, and I'm loving life. I appreciate all of my friends that came out over the weekend and my family that came out and supported me. 
Um, my job is is lovely. The checks is nice. The bag is right. Y'all y'all have been hearing me talk about doing these different trainings and and getting these bags together. But um, I've been here over. You know, like as far as my work, I love it. You know, um, and I'm blessed to be here. And I'm gonna keep working hard. I got a lot of goals. My goal at the end of the day is to be like a Bill Gates status. You know what I mean? Like to really be up there in that upper echelon of of life and to contribute to society. Right now, I try to touch and speak to as many people as I get in, you know, interact with. But it's really on a small level. This platform is going to help me do this on a larger level. So I need everybody to support me and we need to support each other. We need to reach back and talk to our youth. Talk to the people that's still in the hood. Talk to the younger kids that's coming up in the hood and tell them that it's a different way. Things can be better. You can have a future. So I'm about to sign off uh, because I didn't ran my mouth enough and I'm definitely way over my time. But y'all be easy. I hope y'all, you know, everybody stay safe. Um, reach out to me. Let me know what you think about. Uh, this episode um, and just highlight at me at what we going to do on Instagram at official WWGD on Twitter. Email me at what we going to do at gmail.com. Anything you would like to talk about or converse about. Um, and again, my name is AJ. I'm going to holler at y'all next time. Peace. <laughs>